Sir, your podcast is late. Yes, I know, Bilford. It was supposed to come out in August. Yes, I know, I know. Coinciding with Uh number eight. Yep, I know. You were to discuss the Emmys. I missed the ball on that too, didn't I? You did, sir. Oh, that was rhetorical. And discussed the upcoming shows this fall. Yes, yes. And what's your Netflix? You know, you aren't helping, Bilford. I was attempting to be your conscious. I really don't like you right now. And it's almost October. Oh, the dream is collapsing. FX presents the Indie Podcast with your host, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, Indubians. I am T. Sterling Watson, and this is the Indie Podcast. Welcome, one, welcome, all. Uh, and welcome back for those of you that have waited for, I guess, what, maybe two months now? And here I was thinking I was going to be consistently doing at least maybe one podcast a month. And now it is almost the end of September. Just so much has been going on. Um, but I'm not going to, I won't bore you with details. Instead, I'm just going to bore you with the events of today. Because today. I I don't know. I've been I've still been in somewhat of a very salady mood, or I just you know I just want a good salad. Most of the time I'm I'm pretty simple, pretty easy. Just give me a Caesar salad, romaine lettuce, uh, throw some you know cheddar cheese, Parmesan probably. That's what's in Caesar salads, and um, Caesar dressing if you have it. I know uh, some places like McDonald's don't doesn't carry that they they have caesar-esque salads um and i say caesar-esque because you can just you know somewhat customize it um there's there's a a blog piece coming on the indu.com uh website that you can check out sooner or later that will describe in detail my experiences of trying to get a salad at a fast food place which you know i guess might not be recommended but then again if you're you only have a 30 minute lunch on your job then you've got to do what you got to do so with all that said i went to go get a salad today i've kind of made my way through most of the fast food joints but i still need to give um burger king another shot because they royally screwed me today and, and not so much Burger King per se, but probably the worker that they have, which is a new person. Um, I think I want to refer to this person as a person because I'm not really sure if it was a male or a female. And I don't mean that in any kind of sexist way. It's just I was generally confused um, because it could have been just, you know, a boy fresh hired like 16. And, you know, maybe his voice didn't just drop yet. And he kind of seemed like he might have had boys features. But then again, maybe he was a woman or a, a young lady. Again, a young lady like 16 just hired, you know, fresh out of school. And, you know, hasn't fully developed, but has hairy arms. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the gender was, but this person was new, didn't quite know the layout of Burger King per se. I 
probably had more experience just based on my father being a manager of Burger King um, for mm, some number of odd years. I want to say like 15 or so. I mean, probably more than that. Uh, What I like to tell people is that I was raised on Burger King because my dad managed one for um, most of my childhood, really. So all the new toys that came out, all the... um, the food, all the burgers and fries I could ever eat or want to eat, you know, it was all on the house. So I I never actually worked for Burger King. If anything, I would just do little medial tasks like picking up the trays that people might have left behind and bring them to the back so it could be washed. But most of the times, like if I was hanging out at Burger King with my dad, I would probably be like in the break room playing with the um, old-fashioned computers or um, in the training room where there actually was a, a TV and VCR combo, and I sometimes bring my Sega Genesis there, but all of that is beyond the point. I wanted to talk about a salad, and I do realize that I probably need to go visit a uh, Tangents Anonymous because I um I have a little bit of an issue of just running off on on tangents. But then again, that's what the Indu podcast is for, just to get all of this out of my system. But I wanted to talk about this the salad, and then later talk about a spider that um prolonged me from beginning this particular episode. By the way, this episode has nothing to do with salads or spiders, but I just wanted to get it out there because that's what's happening right now. Sometimes people want to know what's going on with you right now. Well, right now, I'm still a little upset about my salad because I ordered a Caesar salad, and and it says it right on the menu, chicken Caesar salad. So I'm like, all right, good. Um, I would like to have the chicken Caesar salad. So the person is looking on the the little... uh, register thingy and just looking for probably what I just said, chicken Caesar salad. So I was like, um, no, sir, we, we don't have, uh, we don't have that anymore. And I go back and look at the menu and then he starts, or the person continues. Um, we have a grilled Caesar salad. We have a spicy Caesar salad. He lists all of them. I think another one was apple Caesar salad. You have got to be kidding me. I don't want apples. As much as I love apples, I don't want them mixed with my lettuce. Um, so I tell him, okay, fine, give me the grilled Caesar salad. So it's like, okay, um, anything else with that? It's like, yes, uh, give me a small fry as well. Do all that. The order takes much longer than I think it, it should to prepare a salad. I know part of it comes with, uh, grilling the chicken, which really shouldn't take that long, but whatever. I'm pretty cool, calm, collective, well-mannered, passive, you know, whatever. So I wait for what, however long it takes. Um, I see the salad being passed to, you know, my cashier person and, um, the, the, the cashier passes it over to me and, you know, puts my fries in a bag, but not the salad. But before even all of that happens, the person turns to me and asks, would you like a spoon or a fork? Uh, I have a, a, a moment of, I, I don't even know what the word would, would be like, uh, I don't know, like lack of intelligence. I don't know. Common sense, really. Who, I don't know. I just, who eats a salad with a spoon? I mean, if you do, then, you know, I'm not, I am not judging you. I just need to know how, like, that, that takes a lot of work. I know there are salad spoons, but that's to grab salad, like, they're, they're big spoons, and you grab them and put them in smaller, like, bowls, and then you eat them with a fork. But, um, I mean, fruit salad, that's different. If it was a fruit salad, yeah, go ahead. Give me a spoon. Give me both. Fork and a spoon. Get all of them. Yeah, but, no, this is a regular salad. 
Um, now, what I didn't know, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but what I didn't know is that they, whoever even made the Caesar salad didn't know what they were making because now Caesar salad, like I said, you just have some lettuce, uh, particularly romaine lettuce, um, some Parmesan cheese, whether it's like sliced or, or shredded or however you want to put it. Um, maybe some croutons. They don't have to be there, but it'd be great if they were. Uh, sometimes they throw in some cherry tomatoes. You can leave those out. I, I will eat them because I don't like wasting food, but they're gross. Uh, I don't, I know I have, I'm, I'm picky, but whatever. Um, and Caesar dressing. If some kind of dressing, if you don't have Caesar, give me something. So I don't get a bag for the salad. Um, oh, and I mentioned all the things that should be in a salad because the salad that they gave me had cranberries in it, dried cranberries. I don't know why. It did not say that on the menu. I know there was an option for some kind of dried cranberry salad, but that is not what I ordered. I didn't realize this until after I came home. And depending, well, if I went to the, the Burger King closest to my home, maybe I would have went back. But this particular location was much farther away, so I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just pick them out and uh, just eat the salad. Fortunately, I had Caesar dressing at home because they did not offer me any. Because when I asked for Caesar dressing, my person decided to look uh, just in his immediate whereabouts and did not see anything that looked like dressing. All he found was ranch sauce, barbecue sauce, um... What else did he mention? Zesty sauce. And uh, there was one other one. Honey mustard sauce. So, yes, he was not quite helpful. My person, I keep calling him a he. he, The person, I I don't want to put them on blast. Not that you would know who they were, because I'm not going to say which Burger King it was. But but the person's name was Kelsey. So I'm I'm not too sure if if Kelsey is is a male or a female name, or both. Kind of like a Jamie, or just Chris. Um, I mean, names are endless, so, but still, this Kelsey character, uh, was a newbie, I'm I'm pretty sure, very new at the job, so he he didn't quite have the experience to know where things were located, such as the dressing, or the bags for the salad, because of all the places I've been to get salad, they've always have, like, a special salad bag. I don't know why they do, but I guess because it's a bigger tray that they put it in. Um, plus, my parents, they go get salads all the time, so I see that they have different bags. Whatever. Um, I get the salad, I eat the salad after I get home, of course, and pick, pick out all the, the, the berries, and that's when I realize that Oh, no croutons either. And that's, it's okay. I can deal with the salad without croutons, plus I have some at home. But, you know, so you just want that whole salad experience. And Kelsey sullied that for me. I'm I'm still a little just... Ugh. Meanwhile, before I begin to even record, I decided I was going to pull out one of my other microphones. Um, now, I recently rearranged a bunch of things and I'm like you know what today I'm gonna record at my desk because you know it, it's all these late night talk shows they've got desk I should record at my desk even though you guys can't see it you you'll know that I'm recording at my desk but I am not recording at my desk not this time um, there was too much interference I think because with my laptop positioned where it was which is on top of another laptop next to a Blu-ray player, which is off, um, and a cable box. So all of these things, 
give off a kind of interference, like a hum, and I'd have to go through and, and post and take out that hum just in order to sit at my desk, whereas instead I could just move the laptop over to a, a heap of clothing and just, you know, place it on that and continue working. And that is exactly what we're doing now. But I said all that to say this because I, I wanted to... Um, use one of my microphones, the, one of my different ones, and I was like, okay, I'll use this one, because like I said, I moved everything around, and I'm like, okay, I can position this right here, and as I'm getting everything situated, out pops a, like, a white spider. Uh, if I were to give it a size, I'm going to say maybe dime size, not the body, but like, you maybe total, actually total, with the legs expanded, probably the quarter, but it was bright, kind of a whitish, brownish kind of color. Um, I probably shouldn't go into too much detail because I know some of you are a little squeamish even just discussing spiders. So, nevertheless, the spider jumped out. I was startled. I gave a, a manly kind of look. Oh, not that I was scared, but like it, it shocked me. It surprised me a little bit. I wasn't expecting it. And I'm like, oh, there's a spider there. I, I better, you know, destroy it because it, it might come to get me. And um, I basically failed at that because I didn't have anything to kind of kill it with. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about some of these spiders. I don't know which ones are poisonous, which ones, you know, are safe, which ones bite. And I don't want to, you know, try to kill something and miss and then all of a sudden crunch or or whatever noises that spiders make when they bite people. Um, and I don't want any of that, and I don't want any of, any of their, their juices or anything like that. No residue, none of that. I don't want any of that nonsense. So I, uh, I did grab something and tried to kind of kill it off at the side, but then it, it fell, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's at a weird angle, and I, this object that I used to try to kill it with is, isn't quite going to work, and let me try to hit it again. And basically it just fell into the carpet, which it blends in very, very nicely. And now it, it walks among us, or at least among me, um, with the carpet that it, it can easily camouflage in. Now, I could go grab a vacuum, but again, it's because of the desk, which is already like, it's a very heavy desk, so it's not like I'm, I can just slide the desk over and try to vacuum up or get wherever the spider, no, it's, that's not gonna happen. So it, it may have been killed, Maybe I've injured it. Maybe I took off a leg. I don't know. Maybe it is dead, and I just can't see it. But, you know, it's, it's always that, that, that saying where you see in a lot of crime shows, no, no body, no crime. So I, I don't have a body to prove that I, I killed it and everyone can rest easy. No, the spider still might be walking amongst us somewhere or it could just be limping around or just still catching a breather. I don't know, but spider's out there. So that has been the past hour or so of my evening before I began to record, which was been my intention the entire day. Um, it's been quite a day, but none of that, not right now, because I, I, I want to get into talking about some other things that have been happening as of late. Um, Normally, I, I try to do something somewhat Emmys-related, whether it's a recap or prior to the Emmys, try to not necessarily predict, but just say, hey, these are the people that are nominated, and I think these people should win. I I still haven't quite figured out the Emmys game quite yet on how to 
predict who should win or who would win. Um, yet sometimes it's a little easier than others because, like, when it involves the Daily Show or something, then that's kind of almost like a, a given. Even though what I'm most interested in next year is with the new host that's coming, whose name just just literally escaped me. I knew what his name was. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing his new show. Well, you know, him hosting the show. Um, but yeah, will, will he still have the same... Um, this, whatever it is that Jon Stewart had, will he, will he have it enough to uh, win an Emmy next year for the show? Or, or will some other shows get a chance? Will Jimmy Fallon get his chance to get an Emmy? I think he deserves it. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of um uh, uh Stephen Colbert's new show. I'm I'm enjoying the the late show with Stephen Colbert. Um I do catch Conan on on occasion. Um James Corbin, that's the other new one. I am still trying to figure that one out. I do like that it's different in this in the fact that he actually has both of his guests come out at the same time versus having one come out and then the other one comes out later uh sometimes the first guest stays sometimes the, it, they don't but he actually has them both come out together they have to walk through the audience and they sit like all together and they chat um other times uh uh corbin i'm, I'm hoping i'm saying corden or corbin i don't have his name in front of me right now but they they will both you know do uh him and his guests maybe perhaps they will do sketches which is it's nice you know it's different they all they all have each host has their own thing which i think is pretty cool i like that um but do i like watching his show mm, it i'm i'm I, I want to but i'm not really awake anymore to kind of watch it and i don't have the dvr space to record it i i do miss Craig Ferguson who again seeing him live in person is just uh, tears, tears rolling down my face all night long. Um, but I'd go see, uh, Stephen Colbert. I'd, I'd go see his show. Um, if I got the opportunity, I'm actually, I was, I'm mixing things. When I talked about, uh, Craig Ferguson, I'm actually talking about his stand-up show that he did a couple months ago. And that was hilarious. It was like maybe an hour set or something. I don't know, but it was, I, I could have died. Um, but yeah, Stephen Colbert, the late show, is doing great. It's got an, a lovely intro that um, that features tilt shift uh, photography. I love it. Um, what else is out there? Like I, I said, uh, Fallon. He's also pretty good. I I don't really do Kimmel too much. I, I hear about things, not bad things, but just you know, it's like oh, you know, Kimmel had a bit on his show. I'm like oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, that's it for late night talk, I suppose. I really wanted to get into the new fall shows that are happening. But unfortunately, again, this is just me kind of being busy and not like keeping up to date with the things I, I intended to do. Uh, I Every year I try to predict which shows are going to be canceled. Not to see which shows are going to be canceled first, but just shows that aren't going to make it until the end of the season. Um, or until next season, really. So I, I have not done that. Uh, I mean, I had got a few ideas, and and it's, and it's nothing against the show. It's nothing against like the the actors in the show. It's just most of the time, it's just a gut feeling, and I usually try to do the predictions before they even air. But I I, I missed the ball on that, and um, 
here we are. It's it's now uh what? Technically right now it's Wednesday and it's like at the end of September. So some of the shows have already started. And I've only watched a couple of them and a few of them are in the DVR and I just haven't been awake enough to comprehend all that's going on. So yeah, that's where we are with that. I will get back to you on my analysis of these new shows. And in fact, I intend, I don't know if it's going to be possible. It'll be possible. I just don't know if it'll happen. But I intend to write reviews for each of these shows or the pilots of these shows just to give my more in-depth opinion on each one. I'm talking about shows like The Muppets, um, which I did watch. I actually did watch that one. And, you know, I, I laughed. Uh, I feel like other people on Twitter might have laughed a little more than I did, but, you know, I, I was I was entertained, which is the point. I've watched some of Limitless. I, my mother was a little confused of my description of what I mean by I kind of looked at it, meaning I was in the same room, the TV was on, the volume was low-ish, and I was more... Um, paying attention to other things that like were on my computer or I was trying to clean something. I don't know. But I wasn't fully engaged in the show. And there's no fault of the shows. It was mine. Just my mind being out there and just dwelling and flying around and does what it does. So I have to watch it again when I'm more focused. Um, and I have less things that I'm trying to work on. And maybe we'll get through it. Together. All of us. Um, Minority Report, I also started to watch it, and I was enjoying all the tech that was going on, but I was having a sick day, and I was not able to finish watching that either. Uh, I also recorded Blind Spot, which I've heard from someone else that, uh, compare it to Memento, Christopher Nolan's Memento. Uh, just in case we were confused, I was talking about the, the lovely candies. But no, um, no, that's not Memento, those are Mentos. Ha yes. Anyway, um, I have not watched any of those shows quite yet. But I will. And along with the other shows that are coming up with the next couple of weeks or so, I will check them out and do the best I can to write up a pretty decent report, review, whether or not you should watch it or if I think it's going to make it. I think that's what I might have to do this year is kind of call it after the fact, but sometimes that's a little bit cheating because sometimes some shows get canceled after two episodes. For example, Scream Queens. Is that going to make it? I don't know. People are already having their doubts, and or maybe not even doubts. They just don't like it. Um, the other thing I did want to talk about, which will lead into some other things, is um, Netflix, because Netflix seems to be taking over the world. If it hasn't already. Well, they still have to catch up with Google and Apple. Um, Maybe not so Microsoft. I don't know. But Netflix has some of the best shows and a bunch of shows on the way. And not just shows. They have a lot of uh, uh, comics and and stand-up specials. um, As well as some just films that are exclusive to Netflix. I'm not talking about the B-rated ones. The ones that are straight to DVD that you usually find in the bargain bin at... CVS, yes, at CVS. Just forget Walmart. Go straight to CVS, and you'll find these these films that um, people make, and I would assume or imagine that grandmothers buy to give their grandchildren. It's like here, here's these these newfangled movie production discs that you can put onto your TV box and play it. 
because you know it's got a dog on it and you like dogs so here you go um yeah you can find those on netflix i'm not talking about those i'm talking about other movies like um what happened miss simone um which is a documentary about nina simone uh and it is fantastic it is great just wonderful another great movie you want to check out is advantageous now i put this recommendation out there but not for everybody because it is a very dense film it's it's very like every moment is important uh even when they're not saying anything the silence is is deafening um there's just so much going i can't even really i haven't even described the movie what it's about uh, what happened was a few weeks ago, um, we watched it for a sci night, uh, sci-fi, Saturday night sci-fi. I can speak, um, and we we all live tweeted it, and um, that got the attention of the filmmaker uh, Jennifer Fang, who actually reached out to some of us and and you know discussed the film, um, the ins and outs of it, um, what it's about, and since I mentioned sci-fi, it is. It does take place in the future. There's a whole lot of uh, science fiction tech, some of it who, which might actually become real in the future. And um, I'd say look into it because I don't want to do a disservice in describing what the film is about other than um, the possibility of not necessarily living forever, but having a, a transplant of sorts of moving your consciousness into another body kind of thing it's it's complicated and it's a movie that we tried to or we did live tweet but there's a lot of things that we missed and i know for myself i need to go back and watch it again because i know it was like oh that's why that happened oh gotcha all right so there's that um so check out those films there's a, a ton of other ones but those are the two that i've seen and really liked um there are, uh, like I said, a number of TV shows that Netflix does, like House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, all of which has new seasons, and I believe has been already renewed for more seasons next year. And um, one show that I still have not really given a, a full try yet is Marco Polo. I didn't get through the first episode. I, I kind of got bored, and I was like, I, I'm not sure if I'm in the, I'm in the mood for this. Um, but there's other shows. Like uh, Narcos, which I still haven't tried. I mean, that just came out like a couple weeks ago. Uh, Bojack Horseman, I am. I, I watched most of the first season, but I realized I couldn't do it anymore. Um, for me, just personally, it just has that that kind of ilk or that that film from the back lots of like Hollywood. Where I've seen a lot of movies that take place in like Southern California and that kind of Hollywood Hills, and there's a kind of filth and film that just kind of just kind of lingers in, in certain movies and um and stories it just it's hard to describe but it, it's got a feeling to it and it and it's kind of gross <laughs> it's one that i don't enjoy and bojack horseman is laced with it so i'm while i do get a lot of the humor and i and i've i kind of find the show to be enjoyable at times overall it just leaves that kind of feeling in my mental mouth and I don't like it so I'm not going to continue watching as much as I love Will Arnett and uh, I mean a lot of the people that are involved like Alison Brie um, Paul F. Tompkins all uh, just great cast great casting all around Um, I just can't do it Um, 
So, I mean, if it's if it's your thing, you enjoy it, continue to watch it. I just can't do it. Uh, Grace and Frankie, I have not watched yet. I think I might at some point eventually. Um, and Wet Hot American Summer, first day of, of camp, I have not watched only because I know the movie's out there and I prefer to watch the movie first, even though this show is a prequel to the movie, which I find to be quite interesting as the movie is like 10 or so uh, years older than the TV show that, you know, Netflix is producing. So that I find quite interesting and intriguing. So I do want to watch in uh, the order that were made. So I prefer to watch the movie first and then watch the TV show and then see how they mix. But with all that said, now let's get to the shows that I actually really like and really wanted to talk to you about. Yes, we've gone through like a whole half an hour just to get to this. Um, Daredevil, which is amazing. And it's crazy that I have not talked about Daredevil all this time. Um, but then again, I've only you know been doing this podcast seldomly. Um, so how could I not really quite get into it like I wanted to? Uh, but yeah, Daredevil, awesome, amazing. It's, it's kind of a shame that it didn't get like uh, any kind of like nominations for any Emmys or anything. I don't think that it has. No, I don't think it did. As I pretend to look up sources. And, um, I mean, because uh, Vincent D'Onofrio playing Wilson, Wilson Fisk, uh, a.k.a. the Kingpin, but even though he's not known by that title in this show, but, I mean, if you know the lore of, like, Marvel and um, uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man, and you've seen the cartoons or the comics, you know who Kingpin is. And, um, it's, he embodies that character. He gives that character character. It's, it's amazing how, like, three-dimensional he is. Whereas, in the cartoons, you just know him as this big, burly, you know, blockade of a man. Uh, but here, you actually see that he is a man. He is a person. He is a human. He has feelings. He, he loves and hates, and, you know, retaliates, and does what he has to do to enhance his business, um, and it's, it's amazing, and I've, and that, that is one of the highlights of the show, I've heard other people say that sometimes the movie's a little too slow for their liking, I can agree, because at times it does get a little slow, but it's for good, good, good purpose, good reason, and, um, for that, you know, I say stick with it if you started it, I mean, definitely by, I think it's episode two that has that long, long fighting shot, which is just amazing that they pulled that off. That's just great. Um, What else is there about it? I don't know. It's just just great story. It just really delves in. Now, people also wonder what is the difference between this TV show and the Ben Affleck movie? Well, the only similarities are, like, the character names um, and some of the associations, but, like... It's it's definitely darker. It's less campy. It's um definitely not sci-fi heavy. Um, it's more in depth, more story about the man, like the the men, the people involved, versus like, hey, he's got this uh, super ability to super sense everything, which he does, and he does use it both on and off the streets because he is a still a lawyer. I'm talking about um Matt Murdock, and um you know he does his thing. He does it well. 
So, and he's got other characters that he interacts with, and you get to know them and, and dive into their lives and what makes them human. And everybody's so three-dimensional. And I think that's what, what makes good TV is when the characters are allowed to actually live and exist, and you get to feel them and see them grow or just change or evolve. And it's, it's really great. So I, I highly recommend Daredevil. It might not necessarily be for the faint of heart. I think out of all the Marvel productions so far, this is probably one of the more violent ones so far, like I said. Um, because even though it's not technically in the same universe, next year we will see Deadpool. But like I said, not technically in the same universe. Because there's the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then there's what uh, Marvel properties are left else flying else out there i'm getting tripped with my words because i want to move on to kimmy schmidt or the unbreakable kimmy schmidt which i found to be like i described it as the polar opposite of house of cards because where house of cards like this past season is it's like incredibly dark and grim just like you were just going to have a miserable day if you decide to binge watch all of house of cards and then just want to go out and pick flowers that's not going to happen Nope. Instead, you might want to do that after watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and the great Titus uh, Bress. Uh, like I said, the names aren't in front of me right now, but uh, he actually plays a character named Titus in the show, and he is absolutely hilarious. He steals every scene that he's in. Um, it's a show that I frequently watch. I mean, I was just sometimes I'll just turn it on, just have it on background noise. Um, not right now because you know I'm doing the podcast right now, so can't do that. Um, but Ellie Kemper, uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name correctly, but you know this is me. I don't pronounce everybody's name correctly. But Kimmy is adorable, just wonderful, and I have uh, actually only have one gift that I use. And yeah, I still use the word GIF. I'm not going to call it Jeff. No, none of that. Um, that's peanut butter. Uh, I'm talking about GIFs. So I do have one GIF that I do like to use of, of Kimmy just being Kimmy. And it's 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 great. It's just full of happiness and joy and life and sunshine and colors. And Tina Fey is amazing. So I'm so glad that Netflix picked this up and NBC didn't screw, screw it up because they probably would have. Um, so it's it's definitely a delight. Highly recommended. If you're ever in a horrible, bad mood and you're like, then I definitely say go watch Unbreakable Kimmy Smith and try not to be upset. Just try it. Just try it. I, I think you might fail. And if you do fail, then and don't tell me. I don't want to know. Um, one more show. Actually, two more shows. But one more show I want to talk about which I also have a hard time recommending because of its content, uh, because of the, the drama and the seriousness of it all, um, is the show Bloodline, which did get some Emmy love as well. Um, now, I let me back up a little bit. Kimmy Schmidt also got some Emmy love, but so did uh, Bloodline by, I believe, its two main actors. Um, now I'm really struggling to come up with their names, but one of them is Ben Mendel Mendelson, I believe. I'm doing all this without like real notes. All I have is just it's like okay, talk about this show, talk about this show, talk about this show. No names, so please bear with me. But I believe it's Ben Mendelson, I think, and um, it's not John Livingston because I always want to. And 
the name I'm I'm confusing is the guy who plays in Office Space. Um, I think that's what his name is. But no, this guy's name is something else. He played in Friday Night Lights and uh, Early Edition, if you guys remember that far back, because I do, um, only because I was at my grandmother's house every Saturday night, happened to be watching whatever is on CBS, which is Early Edition, um, Touched by an Angel, and Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, and his name is still not coming to me. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, both of them, I believe, were nominated for uh, an Emmy, uh, especially Ben, who plays the character Danny. Now, Danny is definitely the character to watch and the reason to watch Bloodline, because at first you, you kind of you hear his story about, like, okay, this guy is, you know, bad news. I mean, it even opens on him dying. Or is he dying? I don't know. You might have to watch. But that's why you should watch, because it is so interesting um, the way just the... He just oozes and, and drips with uh, antagonism. It's it's a it's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of art. He should have won. In fact, I don't remember who did. I think it probably was Peter Dinklage. I don't I don't know. Um, I'm talking about the Emmy again because it was for best supporting actor, I believe. And it it would have maybe would have brought a, a draw a little bit attention to Bloodline, but. Still, let me let me back up because I know I didn't talk about what the show's about. I'm like, what is Bloodline? I never even heard of it. I barely did too. I kind of watched it on a whim, and then I found myself watching it like the entire season because I was so interested in Danny's character. Um, but Bloodline is basically Arrested Development, but serious, like super serious, and takes place on I think in the Florida Keys. So everyone, not everyone, but some people have more of a, a kind of a, a, a southern accent to them or they're all uh, down by the bayou and swamplands. And it, it looks it looks and feels like you kind of feel that hot, sweaty uh, humidity that you can see on screen. You kind of feel it just watching it, which it's kind of bittersweet. I kind of like it and I kind of don't because it makes me want to shower. Like even if I just showered and I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch a little bit of Bloodline. Oh, I feel all gross again. Now I got to go wash. Um, but no, it's, it's actually just good stuff. It's good, good television, good, great writing. Um, I guess the people behind damages or producers or writers behind that, they also, they came up with this show. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, if you heard some kind of barking just now, that's uh, it's just Chief just making his presence. I think either someone is here. Yeah, I think someone's here. I don't know. But the last show, the last show I want to talk about just briefly because I actually have an in-depth interview, or not even interview, it's just uh, a returning guest, which I believe I did promise last episode, but the lovely uh, Courtney Hinton is back. And um, full disclosure, this is actually something we recorded a while ago. And I just kept putting it off to add it because I'm like, oh, no, we're going to talk about all the Netflix shows. And I'll just, you know, I'll stick it into that one. And, uh, yeah, so here we are finally talking about it. <sighs> finally. And, like, I've I've literally been sitting on this, um, this audio clip for, oh, man, how long has it been? It's, it's September, right? Wow, yeah, so mm, quite a few months. Yeah, so it, it's a few months, and... I can already say now because I know we talk about it in in the uh, um, in the conversation that uh, it's definitely a show worth watching again. 
I still haven't watched it again, but it still comes up in conversation, at least for those of us who have watched it and enjoyed it, because there are a lot of people who watched it and didn't like it uh, for whatever reasons. Again, it's, it's sometimes it's about a TV show finding itself and taking time to grow with its characters. So like Sensei, like Daredevil, um, even Bloodline, it, it might start out a little slow, but that's just to introduce us to who's who and what's going on. Um, and I'm going to throw one more show. It's not on Netflix. It actually just started premiering on um, AMC. It's Fear the Walking Dead. Now, Fear the Walk. I don't watch The Walking Dead yet. I have started. I tried. I think I watched maybe two or three of the first episodes, the very first season. Um, again, that's another long story. We'll get back to that later. But um, Fear the Walking Dead had that problem of just introducing us to characters but not really making us like them or even even like to dislike them i just didn't care about them at all and i i personally don't know what it was about it was it i don't know i really don't know and for those of you that have watched it i i want to hear your opinion or even your opinion on any of the shows i discussed uh so we can you know hash it out and talk about it um mostly on twitter because that's normally where you can find me not necessarily every night especially Friday nights when I do Fringe Friday. Uh, I was going to say right here on Twitter, but I'm not necessarily right here. But Fringe, hashtag Fringe Friday. Uh, for this, for the next couple weeks, I'm also doing Firefly. Uh, that's on at 8 o'clock or 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Netflix. That's where um, we do most of our live tweeting events from. But yeah, 8 o'clock is Firefly, uh, hashtag dat fly um and uh at nine o'clock we do fringe friday and um just make sure you you know follow me at indube and i will tell you what time uh, oh i already said what time but what episodes like what season and um yeah and just wait until i give the go and then we will go and rock and roll and start watching some good old sci-fi entertainment um and Possibly, I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm just putting it out there in the air, but I might have to switch up my Fringe Friday to do Jessica Jones when that comes out November 20th. Um, so we'll see about that when that happens. But for now, let's just, you know, take a quick break and move on and talk about Sense8. And uh, yeah, sounds, sounds like a plan, huh? Yeah, good. All right, great. So something that we both find or found, find I guess because we're rewatching it already. Um, yeah. Sensate, which yes. <laughs> um, I have given a review I think earlier, maybe in this podcast or a previous one, just uh, trying to do it without spoilers. But for those who have not seen it yet, I'm giving you this warning now that we're going to just dive into it and talk <laughs> about everything since we've uh-huh. already completed the season. So we can just talk about whatever. So I don't know exactly if we're going to come out of this, but I'll I'll come in, I'll edit myself in and say, okay, you can uh, just skip ahead like you know twenty minutes or whatever. So <laughs> that this is your warning. So if you uh, don't want to know yet, or you're watching it, or you want to watch it, then stop listening now, and we'll get back to you later. But if you're still here, hey, Sensei, wasn't that a great show? Oh my God, it's such. A great show, and for so, for so long I was waiting on it. I 
don't remember when I first heard about it, but I remember first hearing about the the premise of it, and I'm like, that sounds flipping amazing. Mm. So I like marked it on my calendar, you know, oh, wow. ready You're for it. Serious okay. about it? I'm serious about it. It's what I do for stuff that I just obsess over even before it begins, <laughs> and um. So, yeah, so I was waiting on it, June 12th, waiting on it, dove into it, and, you know, I just, I loved it, everything about it, I loved it. I don't think it's flawless either, but I only think, like, a a handful of things, uh, films and and shows are flawless, or whatever, but... We'll have to revisit that. We will. um, What do you think about it? I I really liked it, or loved it, rather, because at first I was, I was skeptical, because this... Uh, had the Wykowski siblings, mm-hmm. um, and I almost said it again because I almost uh-huh. said brothers. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but the 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 Wykowskis uh, kind of fell in some hard times lately. Hard times yeah. meaning that they've been bad they, movies. Yeah, some some <laughs> some really bad projects. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, we, won't, we, won't, we won't. Yeah, we won't get into that right now. Just but um, I don't know. I think a lot, with a lot of other people that first started watching and they're just trying to wrap their heads around what this show was or what it was, mm-hmm. what it was about and mm-hmm. by the time I got to the end of it I'm like wow this this is really quite good how you know it talks about all the just people connecting and just feeling each other and just um mm-hmm. I, I don't know I'm, I'm at a loss for words already and I, I didn't quite write down <laughs> kind of words to describe that I wrote down specific things mostly from the first episode but um mm-hmm. I don't know I just really enjoyed it and I really can't wait for season two, and I'm pretty sure season wow. two is coming. I looked Hopefully. on Netflix; they have a almost like a perfect five star rating right now. Good, so. good. Well, I think people, especially I was chatting with folks on Twitter about it, and I think you were in that conversation as well. But a lot of people were really skeptical about it because of the Wachowskis, or is it Wachowski? Yeah, mm-hmm. Wachowskis because they were involved with it and because a few of their past most recent projects just were you know not good in their opinion right and so people are pretty skeptical about it and i'm just like man but just give it a try just give it a try and because i i I told you i love ensemble casts um i love interconnected stories and this this has that plus um the whole sci-fi and not even a deep I don't think sci-fi um root but it, it's it's definitely elements of sci-fi there and maybe yes, even a little fantasy you know depending on how you look at it but it's just such a such a um, unique concept and strongly character driven oh yeah oh yeah it, and, and it has to be because all of these characters are connected so when one goes through something it goes you know it affects at least one of the other people um, that they're connected to. So it's just great. It's it's like when you set up the dominoes, you, you knock one down and it just kind of, it goes in order and it knocks the rest of them down. That's what this show is. Mm-hmm. And it just gains momentum as, with each episode. And I love it. I love that. And the fact that you can binge watch it means oh, yeah. that you're Easily. going to have some issues trying to go to, go to sleep at night <laughs> if you decide yeah. to watch it. Like, hmm, see, it's 10 o'clock. I normally go to sleep at 11, but I have three episodes left. And next thing you <laughs> Might know... Might as well knock them out. Yeah. Yeah. I, fortunately, I finished it during the middle of the day, so I had time to just, like, just kind of bask in the story and just let it absorb where 
I guess you finished it late at night, so I, I don't know how you might have survived the rest of the day. <sighs> Lord, it was a rough day. It was a rough couple of days because I, I watched the majority of them, you know, at home after work and after long days. And so I am going to have to go through again just so I can catch the things that maybe my sleepy mind didn't catch. Mm-hmm. I think I caught everything, though, because this show really keeps me on, keeps me on the edge of my seat and, you know... I really I really started to empathize with them and feel like I was a part of their group wanted to be a part of their group at least yeah I mean because you uh, empathize is like the perfect word because that's exactly what everyone was doing Um, Mm -hmm. just really feeling each other's emotions Mm -hmm. um, mentally spiritually physically Mm -hmm. uh, even food at at some points they were tasting things or having Uh craving for things Uh Um, now I guess since we are going ahead and spoiling things, we can just dive into the end because that was like one of my favorite parts. Uh, just seeing everybody help with uh, the main character. Well, not can't say main character because there's eight of them, but um, yeah. uh, Will uh, going to go find Riley mm-hmm. and the whole escape plan. How everybody mm-hmm. had to help out and just loved it. It was just I just loved it. Um, all the way up to the end, to the very end where they're on the boat, and you can actually see all of them together. And that was something I, I really wanted to see. I know. I really wanted to see them all together, and they were. And I just like, I have this phrase I like to say where I got so excited I peed a little. So a little bit. Just yeah. A little so bit, yeah. I was actually I might maybe almost was close to wanting to shed a tiny little tear because just a tiny tear, just a tiny one because it was just so much glee and happiness I was feeling that they're all there, they made it, and bring on season two uh-huh so I mean, my reaction to that because that was one of the most satisfying i mean and i, I there was a lot of satisfying points and and moments in the show but i think that was one of the most satisfying moments of the show because i felt like it felt like from from the very first episode it was leading all the way up to them finally being truly one mm-hmm. and being all there together right. in you know in the telepathic sense of course but but they were open to help each other when right, you know, right and when I'm they like, needed because it. I remember watching and commenting on this online somewhere, somewhere that you know I was ready for the group to like know about the other ones and you know because it's one of those things I'm an audience member I know pretty much what's going on and I'm ready for them to meet each other and then they finally did they kind of started you know growing in in their abilities and mm-hmm. then you know it just kind of the more, you know, tense certain situations got or the more they needed one another or were aware of one another, the more they were able to let that other person actually into their life. And so seeing them on the boat, just kind of there and knowing that they were all there, just, I mean, it was one of those moments you, you shed a a small, tiny tear and I rose to my feet slowly (laughs) and did a slow clap and, you know, did the, did the fist pump in the air kind of at the end of breakfast club type of type of thing. So it was so it, it, it was just it was just a great moment the slow um, clap would have been perfect like if you started to slowly clap and then the rest of the people in your cluster all came together <laughs> to clap with you so that way I do, I do like to think that you know not just sensate but you know sci-fi is somehow based in reality maybe mm-hmm. maybe that makes me crazy but I do like to think it is somewhat based in reality or born from some type of truth. So that I, I would love, I think, well, I say I would love to have a sensei closer. I, I don't, I don't know if I would actually love that. Maybe I would. Well, since you brought that up, I, that's also where I felt connected 
in this. And in fact, maybe one of those friends might actually be listening to this now because uh, just like she'll relate. And we're like really good close friends. And we, a couple years ago, we, we felt that we had the superpower of uh, empathizing. Like we could mm-hmm. walk into a room and we could kind mm-hmm. of feel what that other person was feeling. Mm-hmm. So then, just, just with this friend, or just with other people in general? It was with other people in general, but then when we got together and mm-hmm. we just like really kind of felt each other's vibe, like whatever they were feeling, mm-hmm. and um, or whatever she was feeling, like oh she was feeling sad and she didn't have to say anything, or I, I kind of knew why she was sad. Mm-hmm. And what what made it even more bizarre is like she'd be because she normally lives in New York, now she lives in California, mm-hmm. but. She'd be in New York. I'd be, like, doing my thing. And I remember one night in particular, I was out at a um, uh, some social party thing somebody invited me to, so I was there. And all of a sudden, I just felt really kind of down and sad and upset. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And then later, I find out that she, um, I don't know if it was like she broke up with someone or someone broke up with her. It was just some kind of emotional thing she was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I find out, I was like, oh, did that happen around, like, maybe 9 o'clock? And I'm like, how did you know? And so... Yeah, it was weird well, you know, like that. I, I think I think that happens more often. <clears throat> excuse me, more often than not, especially you. I mean, you do hear situations like that with a maybe a mother and a child, or especially in twins, right, like twins. with twin siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something to that, and you know, even the sensates, they can they, they're in this cluster, but they can they were all born at the same time, as if a twin, you know, was born and in the womb with them. So. I think there's parallels to that, and I think that stuff is is based in truth. I, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what you felt, and even even having that ability to empathize with people, I think that's I think that's a real trait. Period. I mean, to what extent, I'm not sure of. I don't, you know, I don't know that. But um, I, I was looking on somewhere today, even <clears throat> where they were saying. Um, that you know the you know the Myers Briggs or the personality types like INFJ or ENP whatever mm-hmm. you know those personality types some of them are more prone to be able to feel people out um, and I'm INFJ and I believe that's that's one of the one of the characteristics but they they were saying that you know people like that are just more sensitive and more sensitive to to the energies and to the vibes. <clears throat> of other people around them so right. you know i think there's something to that so with this kind of um i feel like they would kind of bring it into a kind of a pseudoscience versus science fiction since it's maybe yeah or maybe the maybe. amplifying of this in sense eight is makes makes it more of a science fictiony part and you got the shadowy figure kind of following you around trying yeah to you, so yeah which that's, yeah that's always in uh, a lot of science fiction yeah you have yeah. some kind of shady character slash organization trying to mm-hmm. bring Stop it down mm-hmm. keep it a secret or mm-hmm. which uh i don't know i was really wondering how they're going to get away and i wasn't expecting uh you know for him to knock himself out the way he did and like oh okay that's smart that's pretty a good smart way. yeah I-, I wasn't expecting that either either and i thought it was neat that he was in the car because he had just drugged himself to to make himself unconscious, mm-hmm. but he was still able to basically, I guess, project out to where Riley was because they were, you know, he was in the car and, and she was outside, just kind of out of it. Right. Um, and I just thought that that was so beautifully shot and such an interesting way to 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 portray what was actually happening. Like even if they are physically in the same location. Mm-hmm. 
they can still kind of tap into each other's minds and, and visit each other in that way. And I just, oh, it was just great. It was just great. And then speaking of the whole visiting thing, I think that's where they really, every once in a while they did put some kind of bits of comedy, which I thought was great, mm-hmm. where they had um, with uh, Riley and Will again, when they decided to have a little makeout session. Yeah, I thought Will was in his apartment, but I guess he was somewhere much more public. I thought he was in his apartment, too. But see, maybe the cop, I forget his name, maybe he just went to his... Or he was already there. Or something, because he actually, no, Will was in his apartment because Riley saw or heard the train and was like, wow, this is loud. You you sleep here? Or how do you sleep? Hmm. Because it was so distracting. So that was his apartment. Oh, okay, so... That's interesting, because I was also wondering, like, okay, so where is this going, and how, <laughs> right. how far, and then how all of a sudden, that, yeah, yeah, and then it can go pretty far, um, oh, yeah, they do, y- yeah, what was that, uh, was that in episode eight, it was, no, that was episode six, you talking about the not safe for work, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. episode six, yeah, and I don't think you had Venus. seen it yet when we were, we were tweeting about it, and yeah. that's why I was giving that warning out to everybody. So. Oh, man, and it was definitely not safe for work. <laughs> Hopefully you weren't at work when you were watching it. No, I was at home, and I kept saying, are they, wh- wh- what? <laughs> huh? <clears throat> and I'm definitely, I'm not a prude, at, at, you know, but it's, I, I just wasn't sure how that was going to. You weren't approved, but you, know? you probably clutched your pearls for a second, just like, what's my, my well, word? Not even, not even so much that. It's, it's not so much that. It's just I, I wasn't sure how that – I wasn't expecting what happened. Do have and, happened. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, because it was yeah, – yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly how I was uh, just, okay, that happened. And, uh-huh. and then it kind of kept happening, and then – then and it then ended. it like added more people into this happening, and that's what really got me. Like, oh, it, it's oh, it's a lead. Oh, and then everybody, she's, oh, okay, just about it, everybody's there. Big, yeah, it's a big party. Okay, it's a, yeah, it's a party. They're having a little party, and <laughs> it's a party. All right. <laughs> I was just you know a little concerned because I don't think everybody actually was there because I don't remember. No. Um, I, I keep forgetting his name. They are uh, Kenyan friend. Oh, uh, Kafius, Kafius. Yeah, okay, Kafius. Some, yeah, Kafius. something like that. Yeah. He wasn't there, Kala wasn't there, Sun wasn't there. Um, what's his name, the the German guy? Well, he was in the pool and they all started crawling well, up he on was him. Th- yeah, he was there, but he he didn't seem to do anything. He no, was just kind of there. Cool and laid back and... Like, like this happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is a normal thing. Well, Do but you... you know what? In reference to that, he did say something to Kala about how German people are more... They're not as uptight about nudity or mm. something like that. So maybe it does happen, you know. I mean, he was swimming in that pool that. just casually. Just, he was, yeah. Birthday suit. Yeah, uh, since we brought up uh, Kala, because actually Wolfgang, I think, might have been one of my favorite okay. characters. Yes. But uh, Kala, yes. this happens in, I believe, the first episode, if not the first or the second one, the whole Bollywood dance scene. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. Why, why didn't you like it? Because, well, first let me preface by saying I absolutely love Bollywood. I, I love the whole genre. It's colorful, it's happy, it's fun, it's great. But I just thought it was so completely out of place right there, mm-hmm. because if this is a show, this isn't a Bollywood show. This is granted they're an Indian, they're Indian people, but this isn't a Bollywood 
production. So you don't expect a huge choreographed thing. And the only, like, okay, if it was just him and his guys doing it, mm-hmm. you know, doing the dance, okay, maybe they did choreograph it, fine. But then the girls got involved, and then Kala got involved, and she was doing the choreography. So I'm like, okay. That's where I was confused. Yeah, like, how do you know? There's no way you would know this dance in real life. This is too... This is over the top in in this setting. This is not a Bollywood production. You can't just bust out doing Bollywood unless it's supposed to be parody, and it wasn't. Okay. So I, I don't I don't know if that's where you were going with that. Well, it, it kind of was because first of all, I don't I'm not as familiar with Bollywood. Um, well, I, I guess as you are, I've only seen a, a handful, and I've only seen the highly Hollywoodized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. So. Other than that, I'm really not that, you know, well versed in even, it. Is mm? that even considered Bollywood? That's why I call it Hollywoodized, because oh, okay. it was by a Hollywood director, even gotcha. though he's British, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Danny okay. Boyle. Anyway, um, yeah, I was I was really just confused. I'm like, okay, I thought he was doing this as a surprise for her. Right. And then she gets up and gets her crew, and they, you know, bust out their moves. Right. Which I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this is planned. But now they're all dancing together. Uh-huh, so doing the I, same moves, yeah. Basically, yeah. it turned into, um, you know, step it up or something, so. Basically, basically. And so, if, I mean, if that's the kind of movie or the kind of TV show that we're watching, okay, but it wasn't, it's not. That was the only time that happened, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no more dancing. Know. And I just thought that was a little, maybe a little bit stereotypical because it's not, just because they're Indian, and they know what Bollywood is, and their culture created Bollywood. Doesn't mean you have to throw a random Bollywood scene into a non-Bollywood TV show. It's right. just you just there are boundaries, man. And that was <sighs> as as beautiful as it was because I liked the sequence, beautiful. but it, it just was great sequence. It kind of just threw me off a little bit. And then they go back into regular real life. Right. Oh. <laughs> really don't upset. do that. that really just don't do you. that. Um, and then also, again, going back to Wolfgang and, and Leto. See, I think it probably would have made sense if somehow Leto was involved in that, because if they were making a movie and maybe he was... Right. I'm, oh, that's I'm, a good point. I'm stretching beyond here, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> if Leto was involved in some kind of Bollywood movie and that happened, then it might make sense, but... Yeah, now, I would actually... That would actually... That's a really good observation, actually. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Now, because it happened in, like you said, the first or second episode, I don't remember, but very early on, they didn't know about each other. They, I think they were starting, they were seeing glimpses of one another and, right. you know, feeling each other a little bit, but they weren't, they, they weren't aware of each other at that point. So even then, it probably wouldn't have made as much sense unless it happened later on in a later episode or something. Right, right. But I mean, I would, I would buy it a little bit more if it, if Leto had been, um, you know, put in that situation and because it did kind of happen like that in a later episode with him and Will. Remember that? Yes. Yes. So, so there, there we are. (laughs) But I did like, uh, actually Leto's and Wolfgang's, um, uh, swapping basically where, uh, Wolfgang had to lie. Yeah. And then Leto had to act. Right. 
No, wait. Oh, wait. Leto no. had uh, Wolfgang had Lito to fight. Leto had to lie, and, and yeah, Wolfgang had to fight. Yeah, so that I, was really good. I really liked that interaction with 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 them. So that was that yeah, was it was nice. neat. It was neat. I really loved seeing because they're all so different and such in such different places, um, but to see them in each other's worlds mm-hmm. and to see the connection that they really do have with one another. I just I love that. And interacting um, like as if like wow I don't know what's going on where am I and they just right, had this very genuine right. wonderment about them uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. and it just felt very real even though it was a kind of a you know fan- fantasy sci-fi mm-hmm. kind of thing that was going on so mm-hmm. those little nuances I, I did pick up on and I really enjoyed. Yeah, me too. Now, what did you think about um, how they like the the scene that keeps coming to mind is when Sun and Kafi is first. Um, saw each other and so basically they're walking down the road they have these big decisions that they have to make son is is contemplating whether she's going to take the fall for her brother um her brother's embezzlement of their of the family company Mm -hmm. and if she's going to go to jail in his stead and then kafius i think is trying to figure out if he wants to work for the big bad and like deliver the package or something like that yeah i think that's what was going on then think so it's all together now like <laughs> i know i know it's a big blur but i think he was at the at the at the crossroads of trying to make that decision um so they're anyway they're both walking sons in in seoul and uh kfius is in kenya not excuse me nairobi and you know and then they just kind of seamlessly walk in each other's world and then they see each other and they just automatically know okay you don't belong here (laughs) you're you obviously have some kind of um knowledge that i'm here Uh you know they had to me they just immediately connected with one and one another and then they finally are like do you speak do you speak Korean? Do you speak Swahili? And oh, yeah, not. that part, yeah. What did you think about how they did the languages, um, since none of them really spoke the same languages except for maybe, what, three of them? Right. Or and four I, of them? I think with that, for me, it made sense because if you just you just have this understanding mm-hmm. and then you're seeing someone that you know you don't know and you know they're not from here, yet they're speaking the language perfectly that you understand, but... I think it goes beyond like that that connection that people, or at least that these characters have with each other, where mm-hmm. they can understand whether or not they speak another language. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a very deeper sense of connection. I think that's mm-hmm. what that means. Yeah, I agree. I, at first, when I was first in the earlier episodes, I'm like, okay, surely not all these people, even before they, you know, connected with one another, they were just kind of living their own separate lives. I'm like, I was a little upset. That, and I even tweeted about it. I was a little upset that everyone was speaking such perfect English. Granted, in their in their you know their country's accent, right? But I was like, this is lame. Do they all speak English? I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, well, before I get upset, let me just keep watching because sure, maybe, maybe, and I'm sure Netflix and and the whatever production company didn't want to you know the majority of the show to be in subtitles, which I can understand. Right. Right. And I was like, well, maybe they're just showing us or letting us hear English now because it's just easier to present it that way. And lo and behold, when they finally started talking with the other ones, they realized, okay, they're speaking a, a different language and I'm speaking my own language, but we can hear each other. Yeah, the, the language translation that makes is, sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The translation is seamless, kind of like the TARDIS. 
Um, but that's a different, a different, uh, different world, different ball of, ball of wax there. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, I just, I just thought that was beautifully done. I'm sure it's, someone pointed out to me that that's, that's a common sci-fi trope, like when aliens talk to humans and vice versa. And so it's kind of, they said it was been done. And I said, well, you know, what hasn't been done. And I, I still love the way that they, um, that they address that, that they address that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That there isn't a barrier. <laughs> I'm sorry? That there isn't a barrier when you're a right. sensei. With, so. Not with them. Yeah, not in your cluster. It doesn't matter where you're from or what language you speak. You're going to understand it. And even sometimes they, they did show, like they, I guess they broke the fourth wall. I, I don't know if that term applies here, but where some of them would speak their native language and you did have subtitles mm-hmm. just to kind of see that, yes, Kafius is speaking Swahili. Yes, son is is speaking Korean, but they can understand each other, and it's just I just loved it, loved it. Right. <laughs> and really, they're only speaking English for us or as the audience, exactly, as the audience. Right. But you know, you since you have Netflix, you can go ahead and change, <laughs> which I actually did look at because at one point, um, I forgot why I was doing it, but um, I think I was trying to change the subtitles because uh, I probably couldn't hear what was going on. Somebody was whispering and like. I'm like, oh, what did they say? And I have to go. Re- I'm explaining way too much. But um, they do have other options where you can actually change the uh, what's the audio into I think all the languages. They have a hmm. really big category, more than more so than I see because usually you just see Spanish or um, mm-hmm. maybe Korean or French. But they actually mm-hmm. had a lot more. And uh, something new that I, I'm seeing now, and I've seen it now on two things on Netflix, is where they have. English, but they also have English um, where they describe what's going on on the scene. So I guess maybe mm. for blind people. Perhaps. Okay. Interesting. So I, I'm saying that maybe to you and even to other people listening, just to go, you know, check that out. I know they definitely have it for a sensate. And um, what was the other thing I was recently watching, which I really can't remember now, but I've seen it somewhere else, some other show. So maybe mm-hmm. Netflix is doing that for all their, their things that they have. That's cool. Yeah. So all-inclusive so everybody can be involved right. blind right. people deaf people right everybody yeah everybody recording mm-hmm. um that now i would have loved to see a deaf person as one of the sensates yeah i think that's the I only would... thing they left out is just having some kind of a, I guess handicap or yeah yeah i just i, I just wish deaf people were involved more in i mean in like the whole diversity movement i just wish they they're a group that you just don't see very often you're right in my opinion you're right um the only one that i can ever think of is i think her name is marlene i want to say it's marlene martin but Uh, yeah it's something i know who you're talking about though she's she is the she's not the only deaf person i've seen in tv shows and movies and stuff but she's definitely the most prominent one right and uh she She's amazing. She really is amazing, and she's a great deaf advocate. Um, but there are so many more people that represent that community, mm-hmm. and you know, I wish they were more represented as well. But maybe it's coming soon. It's coming Hopefully. soon. Everybody's having their movements. So yeah, yeah. So uh, now we've. I mean, at least we have all the the nerds are now accepted, so we're good. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. Thank God. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I don't think I could have t- taken it anymore and just kind of keep it inside. Like, no, no, I like sports. Yeah, <laughs> throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. 
I, I do watch sports occasionally, but don't ask me anybody's name. I was like, oh, you know, that guy, number yeah. 24. So, but yeah. I would never ask you about sports, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Nothing are... against them, just not my, not my cup of tea. Oh, sports in general is not your? Just sports in general. I mean, I keep up with big news, but that's, that's all I really need to know. Just who won and who's playing and that's, that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm the kind of a an, a really passive sports fan. Like if a championship yeah. game is coming, that's mm-hmm. that's when I'm kind of okay. I will vote for who not vote, but I'm gonna root for the underdog, I guess. Yeah, because so, why not? Yeah, or whoever my family is, or whoever's regional. So yeah, being yeah. In New England, I guess for basketball, be Celtics. So yeah, but yeah, yeah that's sports. about it. Mm-hmm. As for a TV, then or movies, that's my game time is the Oscars and the Emmys. That's when I kind of really definitely geek out and just like, yes, I'm I'm there Sunday night and watching it. Not really in a tuxedo or anything, but I'm just there. And see, I can't I can't watch award shows. They just I think I, they they make me so anxious, and that's weird because <laughs> I have no I have no like stock in who wins or who loses. It does not affect my day to day life. But it's just I don't I don't know. I like the live performances just make me crazy. So which it's performances? Weird. The live performances, oh, like live, the live, oh yes, yes, and the speeches and the stupid banner, I just, I just can't, <laughs> I can't get in it. I just can't do it. That's where, that's again where the live tweeting comes in. It helps a lot because then there's I'm other sure. people just, well, you, you know, because you live tweet too. So, mm-hmm. but that's what makes the award shows for me, especially the last couple of years, mm-hmm. that much more fun. I can see that, yeah. And, uh, and for me personally, I just like. Uh, predicting at least the oscars because it's a game to me and people actually do get paid to do it so hmm. if i to you know, live tweet well not to live tweet but to like predict oscars but oh yeah normally yeah. they kind of work for like a newspaper or magazine oh so. okay gotcha but still i gotta i gotta keep my skills up so that way like oh well you know i predicted the last you know four oscars and mm-hmm. right now my running track if I were to be graded on the way mm-hmm. our grading system works, like uh, F through A, I think I'd normally get a C, but it's not good enough for me. So, mm-hmm. but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Last year they really kind of threw us a loop. So not last year, but the last Oscars. That's a different story. But um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully Sunset will actually get some uh, some Emmy love. It should. I uh, I don't know if it will, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. At least for um, ensemble cast. Hopefully, hopefully we will see. Uh, if if they're up, I may have to watch it this year. Maybe I'll I'll keep you posted, so you okay, don't have to watch it. So thank you, I yeah. really appreciate that. I, I know you'll get anxious, and you're a great friend, probably and a great person. Rocking in your chair, yeah, <laughs> slowly, just <laughs> <laughs> slowly dying inside. Lo- yeah, just losing your mind a little bit, and then before, uh-huh. and then we find you the next day, just kind of mm-hmm. drooling, or we're having soup today. So yeah, we'll just yeah. Thank you for sparing me of that because it's it probably would happen. Hmm, okay, well, noted, and I'll, <laughs> I'll keep notes, and then so that that'll be that. But that is all that I have on my list for today, and I shall release you back into the wild. Um, <laughs> I've been a wonderful, lovely guest. I actually kept you longer than I I told you ahead of time. Um, but uh, once again, uh, how can we contact you? Just to like you know, if we want to um, just see what you're up to, or maybe make an appointment of, uh, you know, being shot, not by a gun, but, you know, by <laughs> cameras or whatever. Um, you have contact information, any plugs you want to plug? Sure. 
I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm very active there. Um, it's it's uh, at I M K Hinton. That's H I N T O N. So I M K the letter K Hinton. Um, I'm on Facebook as uh, um, Courtney Hinton Images, um, and my website is CourtneyHinton.com, and Courtney is spelled K O R T N E Y. So CourtneyHinton.com is my photography page. And as uh, soon as the new business and new blog are launched, I will definitely let you know. And you can tell everybody because I don't oh, even know. Oh, you mean you as in me. Not, you, not, you know, right, gotcha. as in you, Sterling. So, right. gotcha. yeah, I don't even know what that stuff is yet. So, you know, you'll be, you'll, you'll get the word. <laughs> when I get the word. I mean, we, we had you on the show just so you could talk about this new business, and you don't even have a plug for it yet? <laughs> no. <sighs> most likely, you know, I'm trying to keep things simple, so most likely, you know, the tags on Twitter and everything will stay the same. That's my hope, because I just can't deal with, you know, too many, too much. So, you know, just mm. follow me along there, and then, you know, we'll learn together. Sounds Sounds great, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, and other things that you have in your future because you are very, very talented. You're doing a lot of things. Um, hopefully, you still remember to sleep and maybe <laughs> eat something sleep? once in a while. What is? I won't miss a meal, but I don't know what sleep is these days. Sleep usually is when you close your eyes and you usually go unconscious. Um, yeah, dreaming might happen. Amazing. That sounds amazing. It, it can be. Sometimes it might be a little <laughs> frightening because we intake so much information that all of a sudden all that information just replays in your head in some crazy way <laughs> and it doesn't make yeah. any sense so so when you do find sleep watch out for that that's called dreaming sometimes it might be a nightmare um oh, so, i've heard of those yeah those are those are a little si- uh, a bad side effect of sleeping that can't happen mm. so but hopefully you get you get to the sleeping part because then you're, you're supposed to wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated and, and ready, ready for the day yeah, exactly yes so maybe okay, you might not I'll... have it maybe or do you have batteries do you run on or <laughs> if that's the case i need to be recharged i need to be rebooted no <laughs> i'm a really i'm a real human girl i promise you mm, okay. most days most days i'm about to say i'll have to call you eva that would be an inside joke for a few of us <laughs> but um yeah you though Good callback, yes. Yeah, good job. I see what you do there. Yeah, 10 points for me. Um, but yeah, thank you once again for being on the show, and hopefully we'll have you back um, maybe after your business starts, you know, like in July, August okay. or something. No pressure though, right? Yeah, no pressure. I'll have you in the middle of November when you're in the middle of writing something. <laughs> That's just cruel, man. That's just cruel. That's how I like to play, just, just um. down and dirty, but... Thanks again for being on the show. You're uh, welcome. Thank you for having me. We will meet again soon. All right. Once again, I just want to thank uh, Courtney Hinton for stopping by the Indu podcast to talk about Sense8, which has been renewed for a second season, which I don't think I've talked about. Uh, Again, because this was, you know, recorded a while ago. Um, But it's been renewed. uh, It was renewed on August the 8th which is why I wanted to do this particular episode in August because, you know, eight, you follow along, hopefully. Um, But anyway, uh, Courtney's website, uh, vervehousecollective.com is now live. So please go ahead on over and check that out, especially if you are a creative, uh, you're an entrepreneur, you're just a lover of life. Um, Get linked up with all of their social media from their site 
You can find their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, their Pinterest. Get linked up on all that stuff and follow everything. Uh, most important, please subscribe to the Pulse newsletter and get a free ebook written by Courtney herself. I read this. It's great. It's 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 inspirational, really. It's it makes you just want to get out there and just do stuff, and you know, it gives you that. Um, that ambition, that that motivation to continue to write or create or whatever it is that you do. Um, so, you know, be inspired to be an inspiration and get verved. So there's that. Uh, and again, as always, you can follow me at Indoob, I-N-D-O-O-B. Um, send me an email if you like. Um, I prefer you tweet me instead. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I don't really do that much on there. But again, at Indoob, I-N-D-O-O-B. And the blog, I-N-D-O-O-B.com. And uh, I think that's all for now. Until the next episode, hopefully it won't be too long. But until next time, remember, if the world didn't suck, we'd all fall off. The Indu Podcast was recorded on planet Earth and produced somewhere in the state of Connecticut. This has been another 3SFX production. Use your words, Chief. Good boy.